I'm Ross Hunter. And I'm David James. And welcome to Sales Athlete, a program designed to keep you performing at your peak. Okay, here we are. David hey, James. A bit excited about this. David James, the, the, the man, the myth, the legend. We're about to unwrap. Is that me? Oh, yeah. I don't know. We're about, I don't to, know. we're about to unwrap a little bit of the man, the myth, the legend that is David James. So, DJ, I know you, you drilled me on a few insights into my mm. my world about sort of you know, where I was and where I got to today. Mm. Um, mate, I think it's only fair that we you know, tap into your world as well. Love to, Ross. Love to. So before we get going, DJ, wind back the clock a little bit. How did you get started in the world of sales? Okay, so um, I got started in the world of sales in the when I was in the banking industry. Okay, you know, so so I'm going way back to the to the very very late seventies, early eighties, and uh, that was when the banks introduced um, measurements and targets and objectives, etc., around selling other products. Yep. To you know, to your customers. Yeah. Now, invariably, the products weren't a lot. It would have been a simple personal loan, housing loan, new savings account, fixed deposit, whatever it might be. Mm. But uh, and they had people coming, you know, out to the branches, and I absolutely bloody loved it, Ross. Mm. Yeah, I thought, oh, gee, this is me. I really, really enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. And um, and but that was that was the start of my sales career. That that mm. that I had someone to teach me how to say, hey. Would you like to do this? Mm. Hey, have you ever ever thought about? Mm. Hey, here's an idea. Yeah. Hey, this is where we can help you build some wealth, etc. Yeah, yeah, loved it, loved it. Yeah. So moving on from that, um, obviously you, you've had a, a very successful sales career, in particular in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you, you know, how did you do that? Because everybody wants to be a great salesperson, mm. but there's this stupid adage out there: "Oh, you're a born, you're a born salesperson," mm. which I don't mm. subscribe to at mm. all. Mm. Um, how did you, how did you create that? How did you get that ball rolling in the world of you know property? Okay, so 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 number one, I I, I had initially some really good people to teach me. Mm. So that was in the banking. And then when I left the bank, I went and sold life assurance door to door. Yeah. And the guy that I worked for in Kalgoorlie, the city of Kalgoorlie, Boulder in WA, he was up in the top five or 10 in Australia out of a population of like 20,000. Yeah. So, so I had some really, really good education, Ross. Mm. And, and particularly, uh, also, um, around accountability, um, because in the in the life assurance game, door to door, that was highly accountable. You know, you had to send post in those days your weekly report of how many doors you yeah, know, how yeah, many yeah. appointments you did, how many how many policies you'd written, you know, and these sort of things. Yeah. And um, so, so I think if I took that my initial training and then my accountability. Um, so when I went into the real estate industry. Um, I recognised that, 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 hey, there was a big opportunity here because the people, the real estate office I was working with, there was limited accountability and there was, there was no training. Yeah. And the training you got from there was trial and error. But I had the basics of it to, to bring that into the, into the industry, you know, in regards to, well, I've simply got to speak to more people than, than everyone else is doing in this office to lead me to a listing, which would lead me to a home open, which would lead me to a sale. Yeah. So that early, early training and early accountability really, really set me up. Okay. So 
to be successful in that space, why why did you do it? What what was the attraction to it personally? Like as opposed to staying in the bank, why why move out of the security of a bank into the unknown abyss of commission only sales? Oh, unbelievable question, Ross. Yeah, because because I was uh, married. We only had one child, and we had a we had a we had a home loan mortgage, etc. Um, but I I just I think that there was still I was very ambitious in the bank. You know, I, I wanted to get to be a branch manager, et cetera. Um, and then um, when I left there and went and sold life assurance, I still had that ambition. Um, in my first year with MLC in Western Australia, I was the rookie of the year. So I think ambition had a lot to do with it. And really, I couldn't afford to fail. You know, I, I had Cheryl and Darren, my son, and I just could not afford to, to fail. Yeah. And, and I think, Ross, a, a word that's not used a lot in the sales is I had a fair bit of pride because not only did I have them watching me, but I had my mates because I was still able to play a bit of cricket and a bit of basketball, couldn't play AFL anymore, footy anymore, and they were looking at me and saying, well, you know, how are you going to do this, David? What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Yeah, so so I think that there was a, a lot of pride, uh, ambition, and that which some people don't like to hear was that 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 fear of failure. I just didn't want to fail at it. Okay, it's a really, it's it's a it's that fear. Fear is a, a polarizing thing. Fear can I can actually polarize you, mm. um, and sort of just mm. you know not allow you to operate outside of yourself. Mm. Or you can embrace fear mm. um, and use it as a positive to move mm. towards mm. the freedom that you're after yeah. financially, or whatever the case yeah. may be, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mate, and, and as and as I'm talking to you, Ross, I'm 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 thinking about goals because people say, "Oh, you must have had a lot of lofty goals and that." Yeah, and and I think even in this day and age, goals people can get carried away with them. And I remember the one goal I had was that I wanted to buy this white Ford Falcon mm. at the Ford dealer in Kalgoorlie, and I used to drive past it regularly mm. and have a look at it and have a look at it and have a look at it. And I, I remember when I felt that I was able to buy it. And in those days, you went to the bank for a loan and I got knocked back because he told me I couldn't afford to pay it off. Right. That was just a huge kick in the bum. Right, yeah. oh, well, I've got to go and knock on some more doors or whatever. Yeah. Then once I once I got over that, et cetera, and got the car and moved on, my basic goal was I just wanted to be number one. Mm. Just in, in my neck of the woods, in my in my yeah. regional city in Australia, just wanted to be number one. Yeah. Pretty simple. It, it, it is. Yeah, it's not complicated. So, okay, so... We talk about the how and the why and the what. <clears throat> what I'd like to know is what did you do? Like you say you want to be number one, mm. okay? Everybody's sort of – a lot of people say I want mm. to be number one. Mm. What did you do to put the disciplines in place to actualise that? Mm. Okay. Okay. So, so what did I do? Um, I'm, as you know, I'm a very early starter. Mm. So, so um, the only way I could do my paperwork – each day was to start work at four thirty in the morning, right? And uh, and uh, so which I've, is true because I do get emails in my inbox at four forty five a.m. <laughs> which I go, this guy has issues. But anyway, <laughs> so so that gave me around about an hour and a half or two hours. I, I would be home in time to have um, brekkie with with Cheryl and and Darren, um, who was you know at high school, and then Sarah had had come along, of course, uh, and then. Basically, Ross, from from nine ten o'clock in the morning till four or five o'clock in the afternoon, I was knocking on doors and and speaking to people. Yeah, heavily involved in the community. I was still able to play some sport and uh, and, and on the phone, 
network functions, footy club committee, anywhere I could meet someone that actually owned a bit of property that I knew one day would want to sell it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's having that real long-term view as well, not not the sort of the shot of adrenaline, make a sale today. Mm. It was also playing the long game. Oh, oh, oh without doubt, and, and, I, and I still have to say that to people that I coach today, is that, that, that whoever you meet today – there's an opportunity that they will do business with you tomorrow. We don't know when tomorrow it is. It might no. be five, ten years away. You don't know. But um, and 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 with the modern way today, with with modern and very very good CRM and databases etc., makes it a lot easier. Mm. But I just ran a card system, mm. yeah, ABCD, yeah. you know, with their names and yeah. say, right, oh, I'm up to the D's this week. I've got yeah, to ring way, all these people. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. yep, yep. Okay, so David. You know the whole the whole thing around sort of I guess building a great career, building a great legacy, a great story. Um, what are some of the things you've done in relation to like you, you're just one person, you've built hmm. a, a great career. What are some of the key things of selecting people you surround yourself with? Because I think it's really an important mm, thing. Mm, okay, so so I think from my point of view that that the best person who actually selected me. Uh, to be her husband is my wife Cheryl, mm. um, because I couldn't do anything without her. Mm. And, no, and she tells me that she said, he's, yeah. he's bloody hopeless." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 very very grateful, very very grateful because even today she looks after me and uh, uh, my weight and my exercise and my sleep and all these sort of things. So so there's a personal side of it, mm. and then from a business side, I, th- I think when you get to a stage where you find that you are under pressure. Um, and and in in various sales industries, there's various uh, benchmarks when you need this, but you need to go and get someone to do the to, in today's standards, you know, the the thirty five, forty five, fifty dollar an hour stuff, Ross, mm. because you can't do it yourself, and you yeah. need good people. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> in regards to building a team and your leadership, you want people that that that, that share those same values as you. Those people that want to go on on the journey with you, yeah. um, and the, and those people um, that really want to do something with their life, and 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 in doing that, they too will leave a legacy like you're going to do as well. So let me ask you a question. You're not a young man. I say that with all the respect. Um, a lot of people by now would have hung up the the boots, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, I'm going to go off and." Um, yeah. Right into the sunset. Yeah, you know, do yep. my thing and mm. enjoy retirement. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's something I, I I really respect in in your attitude towards this. Um, so where to from here, David? Like I said, you know, a lot of people by now at your age would have hung up the boots. Mm-hmm. You haven't, and I don't really see many signs that you're going to. No. Um, where to from here? Okay, so so – yeah, I do get that question in regards to where to from here, DJ, and I say on, on a light, can I have a lighter side of it, Ross, in regards to, I say two things. Um, um, my brain's not full yet. Mm. I've still got some space in my, my brain. And I read something recently about Clint Eastwood, who's in his 90s now mm. and, uh, and still making short movies, short films, and he said, when there's a knock at my door each morning and I open the door and there's an old man standing there, I don't let him in. Mm. And I thought that was a, I thought that was a classic. Mm. But I think that um, I'm still very, very competitive 
Um, and sometimes to my detriment in regards that I take on too much work. But from here, it's a matter of having um, a, a number of key clients, um, so probably more uh, quality than, than quantity mm. and working with those people and, and, and seeing them through with their businesses that I'm currently involved in um, and seeing them through um, which will which will see me through to me being able to ride into the sunset, but but less volume, Ross, and and more more intensity and uh, sincerity and um, um, energy towards those those um, people that, that that share my values and um, and allow me to share their values and their goals. So the funny thing is, as you're saying that, David, here, here is here is the the. This is the, the funny side of it all. I think you're very clear of what it means to it's it's have less and charge more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Yep, yep. But you know that's okay. But the quality, so you can have a bit more time, a bit more balance. Mm. But I think the hilarious thing will be this: one day you will retire, mm. and one day you and Cheryl will say, "Let's go on a one of those cruises through you know through Europe in the rivers, yep, uh, yep. or through the Rhine, and mm. you know down mm. through the mm. the Seine, all all through Europe on those." Mm boats, they go through 400 cities and all the rest of it. I think the hilarious thing about that is that you will do that and you will be the only person who stop, retired that's still handing out business cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are so right. You are so you right. You just will not be able to help yourself. <laughs> because, because my daughter always says to me, Dad, you're the only person that I know that when you introduce yourself to someone, you go, oh, my name's David James, and you give them a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, there might be a sale there, mate. Mate, exactly. You yeah. just never know. Uh, there might be a job on board. Because those boats are full of Aussies and Kiwis. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone, might, someone might want something because I just – I just know with my, you know, I've got a very extensive network. The people that ring me and just say, oh, DJ, by the way, do you remember Ross Hunter? Yeah, yeah. Remember he had that big franchise in New Zealand, you know, et cetera. Would you know where I could find him? I don't know exactly. Yeah. And I, I get that all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And and that's what keeps me stimulated and, and, and energised, Ross. Yeah, yeah mate. Still lo- I still love the thrill of the chase, Ross. Mate, I'll you do. You are, and you're always at your peak. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah. mate, great story. Thank, Thank you for sharing. Um, I look forward to seeing you on that cruise one day, handing out your business cards. Thanks, mate. <laughs> See you later. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for today, guys. So like true athletes, please continue to walk with a spring in your step. And ensure you're winning your game. Each day, ask yourself, am I at me peak? Am I at me peak?